0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek.
1: Alright, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I am your host Don Fisher and today I have with me a voice actor, a screen actor, a food critic, a musician with over 2 million followers on social media and a rich deep voice that has been heard around the world. Welcome, Stefan Johnson.
0: Happy to be here. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you're one of the first people that I, uh, I you know, I downloaded TikTok when it, when it started blowing up. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I seen that like people were like, oh, that's only for like teenagers. So I was like, I'm not going to tell nobody that I downloaded it. <laughs> so I'm like scrolling. I started scrolling and I see like there's more adults on there than I see of like teenagers. And I was like, maybe it's because I'm an adult. So I don't see right, like wait. the kids stuff. And I came across your page and I was like, yes, this is the content I want. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, fast forward. Then I, I see you in uh, in Cherry. And I was like, yo, like, dude is legit. Okay, let me let me go ahead and uh, reach out real quick. <laughs> hey, is this you? You're like, yo, it's me? I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's crazy. Absolutely. Um, so you do voiceover work um, and you've done like McDonald's and Sega, um, a game for Xbox uh, with Red Cross, Army, Air National Guard. Mm. Uh, how does how does one get into this line of work? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, basically, everyone has like their different avenues or their different paths. Um, some people come from like the the screen acting world and they're able to transition that way based off based off of their reputation. Um, there are people who come from the radio side of the world where you know they've already they already know broadcast. They already know. Um, you know just um audio editing stuff like that and they transition that way but a lot of voice talent myself included um starts with coaching you know having a, having an interest in the field um and seeking a voiceover coach and you know having them train you having them help you with a demo and then you know just hustling from there with um marketing and you know branding and until that first gig comes in and then after that it's easier to you know continue continually book work from there
1: when did uh when did you know that, like, your voice was one that, you know, resonated at, with ears? You know what I mean? Because in, in your field of work, you know, you get to have that buttery, smooth, deep, jazzy voice, you know, <laughs> to make people, you know, to catch their attention. Because, you know, that's a lot of what people, um, it, you know, grabs them for, for whether it's trailers or commercials. And we, you know, and people, we tend to not realize that's an actual person speaking you know yeah. these, in these parts and and just now you know over the past couple of years that we're seeing the faces behind these voices and we're like oh shit
0: like oh never known right <laughs> well I mean it's for me I started off with doing the morning announcements in um, high school right. um in ninth grade I was in drama club and the drama teacher was also in charge of the morning announcements and I had a buddy who did the morning announcements too and um one day I showed up to drama class and um my teacher my drama teacher was like oh um do you want to do the morning announcements you have a really good voice for it and i'm like yeah sure you know if they'll get me out of like you know the first few minutes of my first class on the day yeah sure let's do it you know and from there you know just everyone started to kind of you know give me so much attention off my voice you know you know of course me being the guy i was back then you know the girls started to you know (laughs) give me a little bit of love off my voice so you know i'm like oh yeah let me keep doing this right? right doing it all four years of high school um and then from there i just kind of realized like okay i have something like the people in school used to just call me the voice you know what i mean that was like my nickname even the principal used to just call me hey voice what are you doing come <laughs> here you know what i mean if i was doing something stupid you know right. so you know from there it, it probably became a first thing on my mind to use my voice as a career after high school you know
1: is it a is it a is it a rarity uh where you're from is it something that's like People are like, that's what you do for a living. Is it something that's completely foreign to the city you grew up in?
0: Yeah, because I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, and it's not like in la or new york where you know you have a ton of actors a ton of voice actors you know people like that all around like there's a pretty great entertainment scene here in cleveland but it's a lot of it's music based you know cleveland's the home the home of rock and roll um but as far as voice acting go i only know a few other voice actors in the cleveland area who do it seriously as a profession
1: okay yeah it's not I i think I've met maybe one or two of the people that, that are in that line of work and mm-hmm. it was at like a Comic Con. So they were more there, yeah. you know, teaching like a voiceover <laughs> class and I just happened to have exactly. a little conversation. Um, right. So do you have like a, a roundabout number of how much uh, different brands or things that you've done voiceover work for?
0: Oh, I mean, like, it's probably up into the thousands at this point. I've been doing it for about 10 years, five years, seriously, but two years full time. Um, But as far as, like, bigger brands that people may know, I mean, I've done probably about maybe 50 or so, like, big, big brands that, you know, people will just know, like, household name type things, you know?
1: Uh, That's crazy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And with so much uh, work, you know, is there ones that are um, more difficult than others, whether it be, like, the the length of the dialogue or uh yeah. the the inflections you have to put on certain words uh what's like the easiest and uh, or the your favorite and what's been like the most difficult
0: my favorite and the easiest for me i'll say the commercial and promo world because as far as like uh me reading reading script reading copy i'm a sprinter i'm not a marathon runner so like those short, 30-second, 15-second commercials or promos. Those are my bread and butter. Um, Me, I have ADHD, like clinically diagnosed ADHD, so it's hard for me to get through, like, longer things. That said, I did one audiobook in my life, and I will never touch audiobooks again (laughs) in my life because those are a marathon, and I did it. I had the nerve to tackle it when I was still working a real job, nine to five, and to record, like, a 20-chapter audiobook, that could take weeks. That could take months, depending on your schedule. Like I literally around the deadline of it being due, I had to call off my regular job. I had to cancel plans with friends, exactly. you know, and then again, my ADHD, the way it's working, I'm stumbling over words. I'm spending extra time editing because I had a hiccup here or I mispronounced this, you know, and it's, it's just a drag. So anything long form is a challenge for me, but anything short form, it's, it's like my bread and butter.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. I couldn't imagine having to be someone, like, you know, I'll read a book and it's just, like, a 24-hour read, and, like, someone had to yeah.
0: read all of yep. um, Yeah, exactly. And the <laughs> thing about that is that, like, it could be a 20, 24-hour read, so that's that most likely took that person Months to record, unless they were just literally recording sixteen hours per day or something like that. Because you got to record it, and then you got to edit it, and then you got to send it back to the publisher, and they may come back with revisions, and you know they may say they need a whole chapter reread, You know, so it's it's a grind, and I couldn't do it. Hats off to the audiobook voiceover talent because I couldn't do it. I'll never do it again. Yeah,
1: that's rough. <laughs> that is yeah. rough. Um, so I'm a, I'm gonna bring up something that's very. That you posted recently that's very divisive with people. Okay. Okay. Milk first <laughs> and then cereal. Is this really how you feel?
0: That's my hill. That's my hill, and I'm standing on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it started off as kind of a niche thing. It started off as one of those things where I just I noticed I did it. I didn't have a strong stance on it. And then like you know years ago, like my I just brought it. Like I think I was having breakfast over at my friend's house or whatever it is. We all had cereal or whatever, and I just poured my milk first, and they're like. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, um, I'm just, I'm just eating breakfast. What do you mean? And they're like, Who does this? And I'm like, This is like a whole thing. Like, there's like a, there's like a controversy about this. And then I took it to TikTok, and then the world lit up over my uh, simple opinion. And I'm like, Okay, so this is going to create conversation. This is going to create views. I'm going to drill this into the. Mo- I'm going to drill this as much as I can, and people just love to hate me about it. So it's like my gimmick now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that uh, the like, the one you had did for like the
0: hotline.
1: It's great, like it is so good <laughs> to make it seem like it's that serious. Like um, it's so good. Um, so with like the, your videos on TikTok popping off, because um, you reached two million, it seemed like really like over that yeah. twenty twenty, it just was increased like every day. Is uh, yeah, we, I have like you know the pandemic was a weird. I don't want to say yeah, but it was a weird like time that like was kind of beneficial for me, in a way, um, because my yeah. screening game went up, and I had more views, you know, for myself, so was it something that was kind of like, beneficial for yourself as well?
0: It was, and I'm like you, too. You hate to say that everything that's going on in the world was beneficial in any way, but honestly, it was, because it was one of those things where I'm, I'm also in a band. I'm in a, um, a tribute band that normally tours the country, okay. and When the world started to shut down, we couldn't tour. So between me doing voiceover and, you know, me not going out to hang out with my friends and not going to see my family as often, you know what I mean? I had a lot of free time. And just like you, I kept hearing about this TikTok app and... People kept saying, like, oh, it's for kids, it's for teens, or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, well, I have nothing else to do, though. So I wanted to download it and see. And I recorded a few dumb videos, and people liked the dumb stuff I was posting. So I posted more. And like you said, just through 2020, it just kind of skyrocketed. And then they introduced the creator fund where you can make money off of it. And I'm like, oh, we can always use extra money. So – and then from there, it just skyrocketed, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, I, I had talked – I don't know if you heard of uh, King Vader, who's a creator – But I feel like there's a a weird thing that happens with uh, when you're able to produce uh, content is that you're doing something that you didn't realize you were doing. So with your um, snacks they really need to bring back, right? Yeah. You know, the newer generation, they think everything that they come across is new. Like this thing is new. Y'all ain't seen this. So you're, and you're, with with that, you're, you're giving them almost a history lesson because some of those things, they are eventually going to come back. But now they go back to your video. I'm like, Oh, it wasn't new. It wasn't our thing. Like, nah, that was, that was ours. (laughs) That was ours. (laughs) Um, And also, you know, I think you create very shareable content because I've shown my wife, those videos all the time. So, yo, you remember like the square pizza? Or you remember the cream savers? (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's such a refreshing thing to see online because, you know, it's divisive in the fun way you know what i mean what because exactly. you know a lot of the food is either mm-hmm. you loved it or you hate it but it never is creates this vitriol between people like uh you know the politics that we all saw over the past couple of years exactly so we have the you know this fun thing that we can all do um but with all this uh, the voice acting how did this that translate into i think you had what a uh part in judas and the black messiah right and then yes you know, you had your scene in Cherry. How
0: did that come about? Well, I mean, I've always been into just entertainment in general. Like I said, in high school, I was in drama clubs. I always, um, from high school, I was in plays and, you know, things like that. Um, And just through growing up in Cleveland, um, I've gained so many friends who are in other avenues of um, entertainment, like musician friends. I have actor friends, director friends, producer friends. And, just gradually through like since like 2018 2017 i've been gradually getting into the on-screen type of thing and eventually i started to um show up to casting calls for bigger things because um, cleveland's a very cheap city to film in i guess because they get a tax break so a lot of big films have come here to film and you know i go out to be an extra or whatever it is just because you know they need another body for the background um and with judah and the black messiah they needed people who looked as authentic as possible like because it was set back in like the um, 70s or whatnot and me at the time i had an actual afro so i went in there actually um just to be a background extra and then as i was we was all walking to our places one of the directors looked at me and was like hey is that real you know i mean my, my hair and i'm like yeah this is a real one they're like okay you come up front you're gonna be on camera i'm like oh sweet okay cool so i was front row in the big um church um rally scene and then the the cherry thing cherry that was a very kind of a starstruck situation for me because same exact thing just showed me an extra for this bus station scene i'm just supposed supposed to be in the back talking with someone acting like i'm talking to someone and then the russo brothers they actually improvised that scene that scene was not going to go that way the scene was going to be tom just you know kind of not roughing up his leading lady, but he, um, he was just going to be aggressively trying to get her attention. He was going to shake her, you know what I mean? And then the Russos had the idea that if this happened in public, no one was going to just stand by while this guy roughs up this girl. So someone needs to intervene. Yeah. So they, they scan the crowd and they're like, you, do you want some lines? And I'm like, I'm thinking, talking to the guy next to me. I'm like, oh, me? Um, Yeah sure let's do it and they were like yeah so you're going to intervene you're going to get between her and him and you know you're going to say hey keep your hands off her' or whatever and so you're gonna have these two lines can you do that and i'm like yeah let's do it and you know we ran it about 50 times and they're like okay cool and i was so surprised to see that it made the final cut because so many things like that end up on the cutting room floor and then you know you sent me the scene i'm like (laughs) jesus you know so it's pretty cool yeah
1: you know? yeah yeah man like i like i said it was a uh it was a highlight for me because you know like the, the movie you know is what it is you know what i mean some people like yeah. it some people, some people hate it but it's still a, regardless it's a huge movie tom holland's one of the biggest actors and then so yeah. i'm watching the movie and i'm like you know <clears throat> it's very bleak at that point of the film and then like i'm watching i was like hold on i paused i, was like, I know that is that no way <laughs> Yeah, man. So you know, it's it's cool to see you know people that you've seen grinding online, doing a thing, pop up in a a movie you're watching, and um, especially you go from a big movie, *Jewish and Black Messiah*, to another big film in *Cherry*, uh, and then you have the Russos, you know, talking to you and people like them. I've noticed um, they don't forget a lot of the people that they interact with, right? So they they want some community. And a lot of those people from community, those actors show up in other works that they do, right? And they did, you right, know, exactly. did the Avenger films and they, those same actors end up with different things. So, now, you know, that they I- had this conversation with you and people are going to, you know, since you are so big on TikTok, that scene at some point is going to go viral. They're going to realize, hey, people notice this guy. They know this guy. And I feel like with your voice as well, you know marvel and disney doing so much and it'd be great (laughs) to see you as like you know a villain on one of these animated or the the what if or something like uh, hopefully somebody reaches out Uh, have you ever that would be amazing um so when uh with the voiceover work is it something that you have to reach out or is it something that they contact you or is it kind of a you know you know vice versa type thing
0: well, I mean, there's like three avenues there's. Well, for me, there's like three avenues um, in this day and age um, for the majority of it. A lot of it is like my own self-marketing, me reaching out via email marketing, social media marketing, me finding people in power um, or at least in decision making positions at certain companies, reaching out, selling myself Um I do have a lot of people now because I have a little bit of notoriety. I've gotten people reaching out to me, you know, specifically like, hey, we love what you do. We would love for you to voice this. And and then I also have a few agents and a manager who um, help funnel opportunities to me as well. Um, So I'm blessed to say that I have a little bit of each realm going on, you know.
1: Yeah, I think you're in like a – I I I didn't think about it until I'm, you know, preparing for this interview that like, you know, voiceover actors kind of are in this like – unique space where you know if you're you have a work ethic you're you can you can you know and you uh have a great voice and you can have consistent voice work and then you can have this other separate you know screen acting career if people don't realize that you're this person uh, you know doing a voice so you can have like these two separate parallel careers and uh yeah it's interesting um and it seems like you know, all the boys stuff now you can do from home. We've learned a lot of jobs can be done from home now. So now yeah. you have the luxury of like not wasting gas or yeah. flights or what have you. Um, so yeah, you're in a very unique position and it seems like your career is very young. So you have, you know, the stars to, you know, to go after. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know. Um, so what is a, what do you see like your, your future goals? What are you trying to accomplish or what is something that you want to strive for? So we can put that into the universe, you know?
0: Well, I mean, as far as like my like voiceover goals, um, I'll say that movie trailers have always been that realm. You know, I think a lot of voice talent, that's kind of like end game goal for them, either being on a TV show or like a cartoon or doing movie trailers. So I, I I'm, I'm one step closer to doing movie trailers now that I kind of booked this bigger promo spot. Um, which I shouldn't have just brought up right now, but disregard that. Um, anyway, uh, my agents are going to get mad at me. Um, but um, trailer is probably the end game goal. Or Also, I would love to be like maybe leading on like some cartoon, maybe a video game, leading voice. Um as far as entertainment go, like in acting or whatnot, you know, I never really took acting too seriously until, you know, a few of these bigger opportunities came up like Judah and Black uh, Messiah and, you know, Cherry or whatnot. I always said like, Oh, if I'm ever on screen, I kind of just want like a background part or small part, maybe one line here or there, but I've been playing around with the idea of, you know, maybe like doing some leading or supporting acting, you know what I mean? So I'm going to be investing in some more acting classes just to see, you know, where things could possibly take me.
1: Um, how has the um, increased notoriety affected your personal life with, like, your, your family?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they're all, I have probably the most supportive family in the world. My wife is amazing. My friends are amazing. It's just, like, an outpouring of love. Like, any, any little win I post, it could be the smallest win and my family are hyping me up, texting me, calling me, sharing on social media. That's my baby. That's my cousin. You know what I mean? <laughs> that whole type of thing. My wife is like my number one cheerleader. She's amazing. You know, it, it, it feels good to have such a major support system, you know, just in my corner. You know, it's been amazing. Yeah, that's dope, man.
1: Um, let's see. Do I have any... Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I think, like, I just would wrap it up with... Uh, is there any bigger, you know, anything you're working on that you can say? Anything coming up in the net, in the near future, or maybe in the distant future that you can you can talk about?
0: Got you, definitely, definitely. Well, right now I am actually speaking of on camera stuff. I do host a show, partially host a show on All Recipes um, YouTube and All Recipes Instagram. Um, it's called We Tried It, where we go ahead and we try viral food sensations and like things from the past we try to make them see if they're worth all the hype or whatnot so if you go and subscribe to all recipes youtube and go and subscribe to all recipes um instagram you'll see me there posting weekly on we tried it and then i saw you did the what
1: is it how to survive in dangerous prison or something like
0: that that too yep on i am also the voice of how to survive on youtube so if you type in how to survive um everything there you're going to see is narrated by me go ahead and give them a like follow and subscribe as well and you'll hear me multiple times per week on there
1: that's dope man um where can people find you on all your social media platforms
0: i am s underscore Johnson underscore voiceovers on everything. So if you go to YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and of course TikTok, S as in Sam underscore Johnson underscore voiceovers.
1: Yeah, so y'all be on the lookout because like I I I reached out because I first see like big things. Like it's like instantly when I saw you on screen, I've seen you on like the TikTok and Instagram. I just had a feeling like this guy is going somewhere. I just had this it's it's a we- it was a weird feeling, man. Like uh, I've had it a couple times, uh, but I was like, man, this guy is like, he's gonna be something, you know what I mean? So uh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, hopefully, everybody go follow him, watch his videos because it's a great, um, it's a great stress reliever. It's great fun with your friends. You send the videos back and forth, um, and then everything. I mean, everything you end up working on ends up being great. So uh, I wish you the best of luck, and I appreciate you taking the time out uh, to talk to me.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate you. You know, it's been an honor being on your show, you know, and I hope to maybe we do this again soon. Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: Um, so yeah, everybody. Stefan Johnson, check him out. Uh, Geek Vibes Interview and Geek Vibes Podcast. You can find us anywhere. You can find us on YouTube um, and be on the lookout for our uh, another Marvel Cinematic Review covering The Winter Soldier. Um, so, again, I appreciate you, Stefan taking the time. And I'll see you next time.
0: Absolutely. Take care. It's been a pleasure. All right, man. Bye, right, boss. All right, let's stop.